0: So, I am so, so happy with how the last couple weeks have gone, and I want to give some major props to Christina Bennett, our kids' pastor, and Elijah Pybus, our youth pastor. (laughs) God has big things for both of them, and I am so excited to see where God has taken both of them. And so uh, I just am so appreciative of everything they said the last couple weeks. And as I promised you, I'd come back at the tail end of this month and tie it all together into a nice little ribbon, a nice little bow, um, so that we can move forward as a church. And one of the things I want to talk about today is something called wonderful harmony. This is something that God has allowed the church to experience. And I'm going to get into what that means here in a minute. But this will be the last Sunday... I hope, in a long time, that I have to talk about being united as a church, that I have to talk about working in wonderful harmony, that I have to talk about certain things, because I believe that God is moving this church forward. If you haven't seen it in the last couple of weeks, and you've been sleeping through church, okay? You've been sleeping through church. And so what I want this place to be, and I continue to, to see how God is evolving home church, is a place where everybody can come everybody that everybody comes in here and what no matter what they're going through no matter what they're thinking no matter what they believe they can walk in here and feel God's presence and feel his presence through us as we reach out and minister to them and so if you're a first-time guest and this is your first time here This is what church should be all about. Not just home church, but any church you walk into that claims that Jesus is Lord, by golly, it better be a place that you can sense, that you can feel God's wonderful harmony. So he gave me this word today, and I was actually reading it. And I want to read it to you, because I feel like this is probably a lot of us that's in this room and a lot of the people that we want to reach and we want to bring into this place called Home Church. And this is Jesus. He says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to, learn to live freely and lightly. Amen. So if that's you today, welcome to Home Church. That's what we're all about. We've, we've heard what Christina Bennett said a couple weeks ago about how uh, she is relaunching kids' ministry, and how God gives us everything we need, and our responsibility is to simply be obedient to what he has given us, right? And Elijah, oh my gosh, he came in here last week and said how Jesus should not be on a pedestal or on a shelf, that if you bought it at Hobby Lobby and you put him up on, you know, no, no, no take him off the shelf. Don't leave Jesus here in church like his parents did uh, back, in, back in the day, okay? No, we're supposed to take him with us. We're supposed to be Jesus to the community. We're supposed to take them to our workplaces. We're supposed to take them to school. We're supposed to take them just wherever it is that we go. And what you're going to hear me say here in the next coming weeks and into November is how we, the church, are going to launch out there, and we're going to actually start putting our mouth and our money to, to action. We're going to start. Uh, just the things that we've been doing recently, as far as with the demand project, with Trunk or Treat, with uh, the block party we had in July. Uh, All the things that we've done, community picking up trash, praying for the small businesses, those are all great. These are things that we're just foundationally starting to do, but now it's time to go and get people, and I'm getting way ahead of myself. But in the next few weeks and in November, you're going to hear me talk about the vision of this church. God has given me a fresh another fresh vision for this church. I want to communicate it now as we're getting into Christmas. I don't want to wait till January because he's moving. And the one thing I have told the staff is that we got to continue to ride that wave. I do not want that wave to break. I do not want to let off the gas pedal. I do not want to succumb to any worldly pressure or pandemic or whatever it is you want to call it. I want us to keep riding that wave. And this place... This place will be full. This place will be full, not just on Sunday nights, but Wednesday nights for youth. Not just in this room, but in the kids area where we have kids ministry. Because the more families come here, the more kids are going to be in there, and we're going to see God move even more powerfully than we've ever seen. I'm not saying we're going to drum something up. I'm not saying we're going to force it. No. Honestly, we haven't done a whole lot other than just pray and do as Christina told us to do a couple weeks ago, be obedient. And so now it's time, as Elijah preached last week, to take Jesus off the shelf and let's go. Amen? All right. I think I'm going to get into my message now. All right. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks since I've preached, so I have a little itchy pre- preaching trigger finger right now. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Not really. Whoa, Who yeah. All right. So this is the passage I want to set up for the rest, rest of my message. John chapter 4. If you would go to John chapter 4, verse 7. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. Okay, there is so much in this passage that I'm going to break it down a little bit later. But this ties in to what I believe is going to push us forward into the next few months and into next year. So bear with me. So we've experienced a lot in this world recently, haven't we? I mean, if you think about it, when this pandemic started last year and where we are today, it's been, what, a year and a half? And it's like... Where has a year and a half gone? But there has been so much going on in the world. And it's so funny, as I listen to government officials, as I listen to uh, our culture, everybody is trying to unite. And, and I always hear, you know, we're, we're not divided. We need, to, we need to unite. We need to come together. And the devil doesn't work that way. What the devil wants to do is separate divide and isolate so the world is saying one thing but really underneath where the devil is saying no i don't really want you united i want you divided there's one place where we cannot be divided and that's here in this church and the church in general we can't any longer if you're here and you're like you don't like what you see in here then please don't come back because what God is doing is uniting us together so that we can take on the world that wants to constantly divide. And the strategy of the devil is to do that so that people will fall. People will become themselves God. They will isolate and they will succumb to their passions and desires and not want to be a part of what God is doing. And the time is short, it's short. So everything is coming at us, right? The world's trying to separate us by gender, by race, by interest. Some of us are even caught up in that. Some of us join clubs or organizations that are, that are single gender, maybe a certain race, maybe a certain interest, and the world is trying to use these things to divide us. And some of these organizations we belong to are clubs or interest groups that we go to. I mean, no, no, you know, no worries. I don't think all of them are bad. I know that I have some here in the church that, are belong, that belong to groups that are like golf and play golf and that kind of thing. But I think sometimes we, we find ourselves as Christians caught up in what the world is doing and we need to get away from that. There's, there's also some things that I, I think that the world wants us to succumb to, but as long as we are following Jesus, we're not going to succumb to it. And the pandemic has kind of highlighted a lot of those things. Like we're being forced to stay home in a way, or if you don't stay home, or if you don't wear a mask, then you feel guilty. There's already this, this thing, you know, the vaccination, how you, need, you have to get it. If you don't get it, then you don't care about those people around you. Everything is trying to divide us, and we have got to come together as one body, because I'm telling you what, God doesn't see race, God doesn't see gender, God doesn't see vaccinated and unvaccinated. God sees his people, his creation. He loves every one of us, no matter where you fall in his kingdom or out of his kingdom. He loves every one of us, and as we just read here with Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well, he does not look at anything but the heart. And that is, that is where we, the church, need to be. So if you're looking at politics, race, gender, whatever quit looking through those lens quit it because we need to look at one thing and that's the heart and that's what I want to get into today so on the screen what I want to put is a definition this definition is harmony and I'll get to where I got this word from where I got the phrase wonderful harmony from but harmony is this in Webster's dictionary it's a pleasing arrangement of parts isn't that awesome So when we the church come together as one body, with one mind, one heart, one spirit, then to God we're a wonderful harmony. We are a pleasing arrangement of parts. Because every one of us in here is different. Every one of us has a different calling. Every one of us has a different path. But yet we were able to put those differences aside and come in here and worship Jesus and be a wonderful arrangement of parts. The second thing Um, that Webster says, is that it's an interweaving of different accounts into a single narrative. I love that. Because even though we're different parts, and we all come into this place to, to worship Jesus on a Sunday, we all have a different narrative, but it comes together in one testimony. And that one testimony is that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And the fact that I'm even standing here breathing, living, and singing right now has everything to do with the fact that he is in control of my life. It all points to him. All of our testimonies, even though they're slightly different, points to the one testimony, that Jesus is alive, and that Jesus is in my life. And that's the reason why I'm here today. So let's get into it. I'm going to talk a little bit about Uh, what it means to be a wonderful harmony Um, so before i do that wow it's been a long introduction i'm going to go ahead and pray okay so father i just thank you so much for everybody that's in here i thank you that the word i'm going to speak today is the words that you want me to speak today father i just thank you right now that uh, hearts are open to receive and today my my passion is that that we change And that we continue to do the things that you have asked us and commanded us to do as the church, Father. So that when we move forward in things that you have us to do, that we will see the fruit, tremendous fruit, Father. That we will continue to ride this wave that you have allowed us to ride, Father. And I just pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, um, if you don't know, if you've ever visited our office during the week and you've come into our office wing... Um, So for those of you that don't know, so I'm just saying this as a nice announcement so you guys will know. Um, If you come here Monday through Thursday between 8 and 5, the side door is right over there where the old stage used to be. That's where we're at, okay? Because some of you I know have tried to come and open our lobby doors and you can't get in. Um, Just come around to the side over here next to the stage and you'll see a door. And as you walk in, what you're going to experience is an open office environment. How many of you work in an open office environment? I know all, everybody on my staff should be raising their hands, okay? Yep, I see. I see those of you that are not on staff raising their hands. See, that open office environment presents some challenges, doesn't it? It's like almost like a microcosm of the world that we live in, and, and I actually love working in, in that open office environment, and yes, I do come out, and I do sit with my staff and work uh, with them at times, and sometimes I go in my office when I need to, but uh, I do get to experience the banter, you know? It's like, we're like one family. It's like brothers and sisters, you know, and there's some arguments, and sometimes there's joking around, and sometimes it's just, it just goes a little crazy. You got to calm down and get back to work, but, but it's an open office environment where we experience basically all of our differences. There's not one person on our staff that are, that are the same. We're not robots. You know, God created us all differently. And so all of us get to experience those differences. But the great thing is that we have one mission. And that mission is to lead people into a growing and spirit-filled relationship with Jesus Christ. It is an incredible mission, an incredible honor that we're in full-time ministry and to be able to serve together. And you know what? I love our staff and where we're at today. See, God has done a new thing in our staff. And see, we're riding this wave just as much as you are, and so as it goes with us, it also goes with you, because we're leading you, and it's a trickle-down effect. And I think it's awesome, but we have learned to look past our differences, and we have been to be able to focus on the mission. And that's what I want for us. I think as home church, I think we've come a long way. I think as the church, capital C, there's there's still some work to be done, and I think we can do what God has commanded us to do, what he has asked us to do. And so what I want to do is take you through a few examples of what it means to look past our differences and focus on the common mission that God has given us. So I want to go back to John chapter 4 in verse 7. And I want to reread this. So a woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink." For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, there's a difference, ask for a drink from me, a woman, there's another difference, of Samaria, another difference. For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God, there's the mission." And who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The Samaritan woman, in the eyes of a Jew, is an outcast. So Jesus was looking not at her differences. And let me tell you, there is plenty. But he was looking at her heart. And the Samaritan woman and the well represents our world today. There are so many differences in that little area where Jesus engaged this woman. There was cultural, there was ethnic, there was gender, and there was religious. And I love this because she said, don't you know I'm a Jew or I'm a Samaritan and Jews have no dealings with Samaritans? And he didn't even address her He didn't even answer her question. He didn't even acknowledge there was a difference ethnically, culturally, religiously. He simply said, if you knew the gift. As long as we are telling people about Jesus, as long as people are coming in here to hear the good news of the gospel, then I choose to look past their cultural difference, their ethnic difference, even if they believe differently than we do as the church. I look past that, and I'm more concerned about their heart. And that's what Jesus did. So the very first thing that we can do as a church to live and operate in wonderful harmony is to look past the differences. John chapter 3, verse 1. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Scoot on down to verse 16. Everybody that's been a believer should know this by heart. Jesus says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, or in this translation, eternal life. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, he was a religious Jew came to Jesus in the middle of the night, completely different. Jesus, the anti-religious, going against the system. Here comes Nicodemus, religious, Pharisee, upholding the law, Jesus coming to abolish the law. The two clash in this conversation. What if he said, you're a Pharisee, you're everything I'm against, I do not want to talk to you. What if he didn't care about the man because he knew where this man was coming from? What if he focused on the difference between Nicodemus and himself? No, instead, he patiently had a conversation with Nicodemus. He patiently walked him through what it means to be saved. And he said, You must be born again. The way that we live in wonderful harmony. We look past the differences. Am I getting through to you all? We look past the differences. The question is, do you know the gift of God? The question is, are you born again? And we have the answers, and we don't care where these people come from. We know that they are just as created by God as as we are. And that God wants them saved. Because the Bible says that God desires all men to be saved. I'm not here to to rub shoulders with people that are like me. I'm here to rub shoulders with people that need Jesus. I'm here to rub shoulders with people that are hurting. That need to be saved. That need to be healed, delivered, and set free. And I look at my Savior and I look at what He's doing. And I'm like, man, that's what we need to be doing. We cannot be focused on differences anymore. We need to look at people through the eyes of God. And it's time because He's getting ready to move through us. And I don't know if you can feel it, but I can. And I'm ready to lead you in it. And here we go. John chapter 4, one more example. Beginning in verse 46. This royal official was a royal official from the house of Herod. This is the same house that's going to joke and mock Jesus between himself and Pontius Pilate before they crucified him. Herod, who has aligned himself with Rome, the oppressors of Israel. Yet Jesus looked past all of that and said, Go, your son is healed. Because the end game is no matter who you are and no matter who you represent, God wants them saved. So I don't care if you come in here and you're a liberal or you're a conservative, or you're an independent or you're a libertarian, or you're from the city of Broken Arrow or the government in Washington, D.C. I don't care if you represent evil, all you represent good. All I care about is what God cares about. Is that if you've got somebody in your life that needs deliverance, that needs healing, maybe you yourself, then let me point you to the way where Jesus will heal you and we'll set you free, so that not only you will believe, but you can go back to Washington, D.C., or you can go back to the city of Broken Arrow's offices, and everyone will believe. Or you can go home to your own family, and everyone will believe. (sighs) Wonderful harmony. Wonderful harmony. It's not wonderful at first in, in, in natural terms. Because you see the differences with your natural eyes. And I think what God is telling you through me is to begin training your spiritual eyes to look past all the differences. Because the time is now. The time is now to engage people that you never thought that you would engage. The time is now to stand and watch as people enter our lobby that you never thought would enter this lobby. The time is now to where you're going to look to your left and to your right, as Elijah said. And you're going to see people sitting next to you that you never thought you would see sitting next to you. And we have got to get past our differences. We've got to do it. So let's move on. My concluding statement. Acts chapter 2, verse 44. If we can do what I'm preaching on, if we can continue to do what I'm preaching on, this is what's going to happen. And I'm reading in the message. So everyone around was in awe. All those wonders and signs done through the apostles. Are you apostles? You're part of the body of Christ. I just got through saying, God, God saying through me up here, beginning of service, that you have the authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and all the powers of the enemy. So who do you think is going to be doing the miracles, the signs, and the wonders? Hello, apostles. Yes, I know, the office of the apostle, you're probably not sitting in that, but you are part of the body of Christ. Therefore, you represent him. Therefore, the signs and wonders that people are going to be all in all over is because of what God is doing through you. And all the believers, all the believers lived in a wonderful harmony, holding everything in common. They sold whatever they owned and pooled their resources so that each person's need was met. They followed a daily discipline of worship in the temple, followed by meals at home. Every meal a celebration, exuberant and joyful as they praised God. People in general where are the people in general? People in general. Yeah, thank you. Out there, people in general have no idea why they are coming here. Can I just sit on this for a minute? People in general. I have people that I see that are new that come in here. I ask them, so uh, why did you decide to come to home church today? Well, I was just driving by. And I saw a home church, and I was like, you know what? I think I should check that out. Hello, God. <laughs> you know, I've been praying. I've been wanting to know why do we have new people coming here? That's, <laughs> is that wrong for me to ask why that's happening? I think maybe you're probably thinking, Jeff, you should just be happy that new people are coming here. I, I am. I am ecstatic about that. But then the question is, Why? And so as, as I watch how God is moving through this church over the past several months, and as I've said, he's moving powerfully through the young people, and, and we watched as, as Christina and as Pastor Elijah and Pastor Josh as he's leading worship up here, we're seeing these young people and their passion. And, and what I'm seeing is we, the rest of this church is supporting them and, and we're behind them and, and we're praising God with them. That what I'm seeing is wonderful harmony. And that is why, as people are moving by, the Holy Spirit is saying, go in there. Like, something has lifted from us. Can you feel it? To where God is saying, I now trust you with people in general. So the Bible says, people in general liked what they saw every day their number grew as God added those who were saved so people in general are coming here they like what they see what they're seeing is God move what they're seeing is miracle signs and wonders what they're seeing is us working together in wonderful harmony what they're seeing is there's no difference between age gender religion race politics, you name it. What they're seeing is God is working here in a wonderful harmony and they're seeing it and they're liking it and they wanna be a part of it. And they say, how can I be a part of it? And we're saying, Jesus is the only way, the truth and the life. And that is how you become a part of it is you receive him as your Lord and savior. And now you're part of this wonderful harmony. And it's not about what we, it's not about what we as home church are doing. It's not about what we as a church are doing. It's about the fact that we are aligning ourselves in wonderful harmony with what God is doing. That's what they like, what they see. And so as I was thinking about this morning, and I'll leave you with this, I'm tired of just doing church. I don't just want to come in here every week. I think what Elijah said last week about not putting Jesus on a pedestal and carrying him with us is prophetic. Prophetic. That is what we need to be doing. And to be honest, I came in this morning, I was drained. I need a vacation. okay, And I am going on one. And I can't wait for it. But God is like, you can wait on your vacation, dude. I need you today. And what the point of that is, we need to check our hearts at the door. And we come in here, yes, come weary. Come needing rest. Jesus said that. Yes, come here and receive your healing. Absolutely. But also come here with expectation that God is going to move, that new people are going to be here, that I'm going to be able to engage those people that are new, that I'm going to be able to pour into them despite the fact that I need to be poured into, and I'm going to join up with God's wonderful harmony and be with Him and what He's doing, and try to put myself down as best I can. And as I look at the disciples who later became the apostles through the book of Acts, what I see are these men that are fallible, these men that failed, but yet they got back up. These men that were broken, that were persecuted, that were beaten, they were able to put themselves aside, put aside their differences into every city that they walked into. They put aside their differences and they looked at the heart of the people and said, if you knew the gift of God, you must be born again. I don't care who you are, you are whole in Jesus' name. That is what we're about, and that's what we must do. And in order for us to move forward as the church into the things that I believe God has given me to lead you in, in the coming weeks, we've got to know that we know that we know this. Amen? So. I am going along, and I'm sorry. The only place where Jesus divides, because he said, I come with a sword, the only thing that he divides is, are you in my kingdom or are you not? That's it. That's it. Are you in my kingdom or are you not? That's the only difference that we, the church, need to focus on. So do you. And I'm speaking to those that are in here that maybe are religiously different, and I use that term, uh, and that sounds wrong because we are not religious. There is, this is not a religion, this is truth. Amen. But do you believe in something else? My question to you is do you know the gift of God? Maybe you're in here and you've been, will you call yourself, a Christian like me. I was raised Catholic. But Pastor Bob, 25 years ago, from an altar call, said, are you born again? And I had to raise my hand, and I got born again on that day. So I ask you, maybe you're from another denomination, and you're walking in here. Praise God for that. My question to you is, are you born again? Or maybe you're walking in here like me, and you got pain. You got something going on in your life. You need deliverance. And Jesus looks straight through your differences. We do too, because we're going to lay hands on you. And we say, do you want to be whole? Because God is going to make you whole. So the big idea, people will like what they see and will come to know Jesus if we're in wonderful harmony. And that wonderful harmony is not just us in here, but us aligning ourselves with what God is doing. And I believe we're there, and I believe we are, we are doing that. And praise God, because of that, the church, capital C, is going to grow. And this is a time to start growing. There is a miracle that happens in here every Sunday, and it's so subtle, I think we miss it. The fact that we can come in here as one church and worship Jesus together And guess what? If you're sitting in the back and you're looking through the rows, what do you see? You see the kids. Oh my gosh, do you not see the kids down here worshiping God? And the youth worshiping God. And we're looking through them and worshiping God as one in wonderful harmony. It's a miracle. It's happening, and sometimes I don't think we even realize it. So if we can keep this perspective, I promise you, as we move forward as the church, then we will grow, and many will be added to the kingdom of God. Amen? If everybody would please stand.